Hello and welcome to another episode of Good Gamers. I'm your host, James Smith, and I'm joined today by Amanda Reviews, and she is very knowledgeable in horror and and other pop culture stuff. Um, she is uh, an employee of uh, Good uh, Geek Bomb, uh, and I'm sure she has other jobs, but I'm not too privy to them. If she wants to share them with you, she will. <laughs> um, but yeah, hey Amanda, how you doing? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to chat with you today. And um, yeah, I work for Geek Bomb and I have my own website called CandidXCinema.com. It's uh, basically Candid Cinema is the title of it, even my YouTube channel. So uh, yeah, I, I'm all invested in pop culture and the entertainment industry. And um, yeah, I do some gaming on the side. So uh, <laughs> just to relax myself. So it's good. Of course, of course. Now, do you, I know you said you don't game like super heavily, but you do game. Is there any particular type of gaming that you like? Oh, man. Um, I love fighting games. I think that's just what I enjoy the most. But I've been trying to uh, venture out into other stuff because I do like, I do want to get into other types of games. Um, but fighting games has always been like number one for me. So a lot of like injustice and Mortal Kombat, that kind of stuff. That's where my heart lies. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, have you ever gone to um, a convention or watched uh, like esports fighting, or no? I haven't actually. I haven't. It's pretty. It's pretty wild how like how crazy the crowd gets over just two guys sitting down playing a game but you know these are people that spent a lot of time honing their craft so it's understandable but uh, it was it was definitely uh shocking to me to see that because you know uh, initially when i was younger you know before esports was a thing or at least in america they um i used to be like no no one's gonna no one's gonna pay you to play video games uh you know on a daily basis and then um, when, and when I got older and I noticed there were game testers, I was like, well, that's the closest thing towards <laughs> playing games. And then, if, and then of course, you know, esports blew up and I was just like, wow, this isn't, this is quite impressive. <laughs> it really is. And like, even if you look at how well Twitch is doing for like Twitch streamers and you know, how like we, we see how amazing mod is as well. So it's like, yes with twitch it's like i've always wanted to venture out into that but at the same time it's like i feel like i'm not good enough <laughs> to stream on twitch and like have fun um you know playing games like that but it's just seeing that community evolve and grow over the years where if you're not gaming and if you're not on twitch streaming and doing that then you you feel like you're you're missing out on something and i think that's really awesome how video games in that actual community like has evolved over the years of course of course well you know just to let you know i'm sure that you are good enough to play those <laughs> games you know i know that maybe the, the skill may not be there but you know i'm <laughs> sure you have level <laughs> yeah i'm sure like I, I know for a fact that I, i'm not the greatest at video games but i certainly play them me personally i i used to stream uh, back in like 2016 or so, <laughs> but uh, 
but it just was so exhausting to me because, you know, I would only usually be able to stream when I came home from work. And, but my, my job is quite emotionally exhausting. So that's why I was just like, I can't do both. I'm, I'm just too, too emotionally spent. <laughs> Yeah, you just want to like relax, like kick back with your favorite game and just get lost for a bit to, exactly. you know, not stay centered in reality. And that's, that's awesome that you have an escape like that. Of course, of course. Everyone needs their, you know, their uh, uh, moment of uh, relaxation or, or decompressing, as it were. Yeah. So um, I know this may not be game related, but I want to ask it. So what made you decide to get into the profession that you're in now oh wow loaded question um <laughs> i so i am an entertainment journalist and uh film critic um ever since i was a kid my dad actually introduced me to the wonderful world of film and um i was a stage actor for a couple of years i was in musical theater um i went to a regional arts program uh in high school that uh you know i had to audition for and i was in the drama program there so i always thought that like i was either going to be an actor um or something to do with like on screen or on stage but then ultimately later on as i got older i really loved the analysis and and being able to share my opinion with others and have an open conversation about films and what i noticed and bring that uh bring that to the attention of viewers everywhere and audiences in a very balanced manner of like positives and negatives and then I have my my readers or my viewers on my YouTube channel uh come up with their their own opinion they form their own opinion of the film so I'm all about like honesty when it comes to my criticism and mm -hmm. having just an open discussion because I just I love movies and I want to share that love with with everyone. So I really have to say that it's my dad's fault that um, <laughs> I'm in this industry and I can't really see myself doing anything else. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, I know this may be a difficult question to ask you, but mm -hmm. what what genre of film do you like the most? Ooh, that's tough. Um I think I lean more towards psychological thrillers or psychological dramas. I think that's where my my uh, where my brain automatically goes because I just love how complex those characters usually are. Even if the story is not that great, it's always the characters who are well rounded. And I and um, on the side, I've always been really fascinated with you know, psychology and, 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 uh, human behavior. So I think that's why I always gravitate towards those type of films. Um, it just fascinates me and there's just so much to unpack with those characters. That makes sense. So I would assume that you're a big fan of the movie Midsommar then. Yes, <laughs> I actually did an, an, um, an analysis that, uh, Danny was going through the, uh, five stages of grief Yep. within within the film so I, I broke that down for my readers and it was a, it was probably one of my favorite pieces that i've i've uh written for midsummer yes yes that it's very interesting i was listening to a podcast a while back it's called the spooky scouts and uh mm -hmm. they were talking about uh um cults and how cults are started and they was they were giving you like the signs of what how to spot a cult whatever and one of the things was, 
people, when they're going in a vulnerable state, they're more likely to join a cult because they've either experienced extreme grief or, you know, ex- or they've been exiled in some sort of way, whatever it is. They're, they're you know, people at their lowest, pretty much. And, right. and, and I was just like, yeah, that's exactly what happened to that character in the movie where, you know, both of her parents died. Her boyfriend is a dick. She goes to this this vacation spot and they they like they're there for her like 100 percent. And she just was like, these people are more supportive than anyone else in my life. So it's very interesting turn of events. Yeah, I, I mean, I recently watched uh, Midsommar, I think, last month. And at first, when I watched it in theaters, it was really hard to digest because there's so many layers to that film. And yeah. then watching it again, it's like it made me love it even more. Like I bumped my rating, too, on Letterboxd. So I'm like, it was at a three and a half, but now it's at a four because I finally like took a step back from the film for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went back into it. But yeah, it's very interesting what you said about the cults because it makes complete sense and and Danny felt very alone and you feel so comfortable with these new people that are just welcoming you in and fully accepting you for who you are so i i think that's uh it's a really interesting thing to uh to go into yeah it's i think the term is love bombing that's where mm. you know like where they go into there and they're like oh you're great you're beautiful you make great choices oh you're so smart you know what I mean? But it's it's yeah. not just one person. It's like a whole group of people. Um, right. Anyway, I'm not an expert in that. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> no, it's it's interesting. I, I love I love that. And um, just out of curiosity, did you by chance get the the bear statue or, or anything like that? Did they advertise? Oh it's a bear. <laughs> no, it's a I bear. Didn't. I didn't. I still have to actually get the director's cut of Midsommar. I'd like to own it. And uh, I have to get that from A24 shop because I heard it's like really good and the DVD covers really pretty. So <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, the art design on, uh, on DVD covers. Like I won't buy a DVD if it doesn't have a nice cover. Oh, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, usually a cool cover will definitely sell it for you. Like, yeah. uh, um, um, I think it was this, I was in the, I don't, if it is still around, there's very little of it, but there was a store called FYE, short for four-year entertainment. And, uh, and they sold like a lot of, you know, various CDs and music stuff and what have you. And they had this movie, it was called Random, Random Acts of Violence or something like that. And the cover was a dude and he had blood on his face, but the blood was in shape of like New York City skyline buildings. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, this, I was like, even if this movie's terrible, this artwork is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and exactly. I, bought, I bought the movie and it was a pretty crazy movie. It was about a guy who came from London and immigrated to New York and he loved movies. And like, if someone disrespected movies, he would kill them. Like, it was like a whole thing. I mean, that's many of us. Perfectly <laughs> honest. He's like, do you know how hard someone worked on this film? He's like, he's like, he's like you have no right. <laughs> you connect with that character for, for the wrong reasons, but you connect with the character. Exactly. Well, as, you know, as they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So his intentions were good. He just went, went, went astray. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, I, that's probably why a lot of people nowadays like the gray superhero, Deadpool, Walter White. Like, they have positive qualities, but most of the time they're bad. But people like to latch on to the positive qualities because they're like, oh my God, he's so smart. 
he's a bit, yeah. you know, he's like, he's, he's so, he's so clever, you know, and like, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, if you think so, sure. I think I feel like that way. I remember watching American Psycho for the first time. Yeah. And you're not supposed to like Patrick Bateman's character, but he's a lot of fun. <laughs> he's of like a lot of fun to watch and just like Christian Bale's awesome in that movie, but it's just like, you're not supposed to gravitate towards that character, but he's just so good and he's so interesting to watch. Very true. I used to shout at my friends, hey, Paul, all the time, <laughs> just to see if they'd turn around and like react in horror. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they would just usually laugh. But, you know, yeah. I'm sure you're familiar with that scene in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, but, uh, I don't know if you've ever done this before. Maybe you have. But have you ever played a video game based on a movie or a TV show? Many times. Oh, my God. So many times. That's, like, my favorite thing to do. Like, the one game that I can really say, like, back in the day on my PlayStation 2, I was completely obsessed with the Spider-Man 3 game. And, like... I just love when you have this like big scope of like the movie and then you're able to break it down and actually be like said character. I did that with like, there was an avatar game a couple of years ago, you know, or, like a decade ago. I'm saying a couple of years ago as if avatar didn't come out like almost 10 years ago, <laughs> <It's been laughs> um, while, yeah. but I played, I played that game and like, I've always gravitated more towards like things that I know type of thing. So whenever it was a movie related video game, I would definitely like scoop it up. Like I've had, like Shrek games and nice. <laughs> and uh, I had some James Bond games and stuff like that. So it was it's fun to dive into another layer of that of that world. Exactly. I remember when I was younger, and there were there were movie games out that came out. You know, like E.T., Predator. You know, various things, and they generally weren't weren't anything to write home about. They were average at best, or yeah, or very terrible, depending on your point of view. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, the uh, when I played GoldenEye 64, mm-hmm. it was by far the most fun game. And I don't think anyone thought that that game was going to be as popular as it was going to be. Yeah. Because, like, whoever, whoever just was like, yeah, just do whatever you want. Just slap James Bond onto it. Okay. And then it's just like, <laughs> and it's just like this whole phenomenon of, of, of having, like, your friends come over and play Nintendo 64, and then bringing additional Nintendo 64s so you could plan additional screens, and then link the consoles and have LAN parties. You know, it was like, it was so fun. Like, that's, what, to this day, one of my favorite video games is GoldenEye. <laughs> Even though I'm terrible at shooters, it was just so fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm with you there. My friend had it, and I would just watch him play because I'm like, I'm not going to even attempt this. I was way too young to, to even try. Um, but yeah, that, that game, I didn't expect to be that fun either. And, and, you know, exactly. I love when that happens when the expectations are low and then it's just like, whoa. The, uh, another Let's game, uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, continue. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. All right. Uh, I just making sure. Um, yeah. Another game that I, I really enjoyed a lot with my friends was Pokemon Stadium. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're big into Pokemon at all, but they had, um, it was basically you could... Uh, pick your Pokemon and have them battle, uh, you know, and you could choose the match and whatever. And, and I remember staying up to like 4 a.m. in the morning with my friend 
And he's like, he's like, I'm surprised my parents haven't come in here and told you to go home yet. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I guess they don't mind because being so quiet. But, but it's, I, yeah, that's funny. It's funny because you just get lost in it and you're like, it's so much fun and I want to keep playing. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's very interesting how like when you're, I don't, again, I'm not a professional gamer. So mm-hmm. like when I was younger, I remember I would spend like, if I had nothing else to do, I would just play video games all day, every day. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to go outside. I didn't need to talk to anyone else. <laughs> I was like, my <laughs> friends are the video game characters. You know, like, I, I didn't write fan fiction or anything like that. If I did, it was all in my head. I'd just be, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm most like this character. And wouldn't it be cool to hang out with this character? And, you know, like, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. you know, and... Yeah, no, I, I feel that. And I think most recently, the only game that I really just got, like, sucked into when I played for, like, hours on end was probably Detroit Become Human. Okay. Um, I really, I really love it. I love, like, the, the Telltale games and being able to, like, choose the story and navigate the decisions and all of that. I think that's another, um, like section that i love diving into and my one of my closest friends from university actually got me into that because of the walking dead telltale game and Mm. then i ended up playing like the batman and uh guardians of the galaxy and then when i found out about detroit become human i was like obsessed with it and it's just such a good game because these decisions like alter the entire storyline so you can just keep playing it over and over again did you ever play the game erica no, I haven't actually. Okay, it's and there's also the Quiet Man. I, these aren't Telltale games, but they're very similar in that you play a character and they give you options, and then the story unfolds. It's very similar to uh, the Netflix game Bandersnatch. If you ever played that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or the Kimmy Schmidt one, which is by far one of the best ones. I love Kimmy Schmidt. That's, that <laughs> that game was so fun. Like, oh, yeah. such a. I I understand if you haven't seen the Kimmy Schmidt one that's fine but uh I I just it's you know it's it it's uh something that I cherish <laughs> you know but yeah, uh, Ellie Kemper is a is, is a doll I'm just saying <laughs> everyone in that show is phenomenal um it's true but uh so um I'm just wondering now we could tailor it towards you because I usually ask if you were to make a video game so I'm going to change differently if you can make a movie any type of movie, what would that movie be? Oh man, I've always I've always had this dream, um, and I've tried to like write it myself, but I'm not that savvy uh, in the screenwriting department as much as I love writing stories and short stories and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I've always wanted um, a female-led mob film. Mm, that's cool. Um, because that is a that is a subgenre or genre um, that is uh, very very near and dear to my heart, and I love the the themes that come with mob films about loyalty and and brotherhood and and, and respect and all of that. Um, and I've always been fascinated with a female taking the spot as like the head of the family in that borough or, or something like that. So it's always been something that I've played around with. And uh, there's always been men as uh, as the head, right? So it's always been like that. And I would love to 
kind of change it with the same, you know, conventions that make mob films great. So hopefully in the future we get something like that because that would just be top notch for me. 100%. That, I, I can't remember her name. I think it's either Jenny, Jennifer McCarthy, not Jenny McCarthy, or Michelle McCarthy, one of the two. She was on the show um, Mike and Molly. And, um, Melissa McCarthy, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Melissa McCarthy. She has a movie where it's very similar to a mafia movie where she basically takes control and starts being like a mob boss. I just don't remember the name of it. It was a very interesting film, though. Because like, she's working as a waitress or something like that. And then yeah. she comes across this dude and like she just was like some sort of conflict there. And then, boom, she's like the, the boss. <laughs> I got to check it out. But yeah, I'm sure it's on her IMDb if you looked it up. Like, you know, some sort of like mob movie or, you know, like it, it's, it's something like mob related. Like, you know, like, I don't know, something cliche mob related. I'm sure you're better at it than I could. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, look into it like you. Mother Soprano or I don't know, something like that, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, I actually took uh, a class in college, a screenwriting class, a script writing class, I should say. Nice. And, and uh, it was a very popular class. And I remember the teacher, like, to discourage people from joining the class, because, again, there was a lot of people, he would tell them that we would write a lot, like a lot, a lot, you know? And so like a lot of people don't like writing. So they would just, they would just leave. Um, so, because we had to, we had to uh, write uh, a script. We had to write a short script as our midterm. And then we had to write a long script as our, as our final. And the short script, oh, I wow. think was like 30 pages. And the final was like 90, 90 pages. But wow. as the teacher said, uh, each page is a scene. Right. So, so you That's know different. how it is. And we had to use uh, the, uh, these, um, the programs that script writers use. I just, I'm spacing on the name. Um, oh, they've used like Celtics maybe? Was it Celtics? Because I use Celtics. It was, it was another type, but it's similar to Celtics. It, is, um, it was a, a Mac program. Um, oh, nice. But uh, anyway... It was very fun. And then we also had to do uh, reports on like famous uh, writers like uh, Dan Aykroyd and Jerry Seinfeld and uh, mm -hmm. stuff like that. It was very it was very helpful, you know, in terms of stuff. I, I ended up, like I said, I wrote two scripts and I remember the, uh, the teacher because uh, it, it, it was a mixture. The students were like a mixture of boys and girls, but the teacher was was a guy and he was saying, uh, like, the first script that I wrote was, it was called Played or Gamers. Uh, I couldn't decide which one it was called. But it was about a guy who is so obsessed with video games that he ruins his life. You know what I mean? And, uh, mm -hmm. like, his girlfriend, like, tries to get him out of the funk of it. And uh, he, so he's all about focusing on winning this giant tournament, you know, and, and that way... He's going to get the respect that he deserves and people are going to stop yelling at him for wasting his time or whatever. And so, again, this is the short script. And uh, right. he, he, uh, he's like, oh, you know, I'm only focused on this. And then so 
in a in a script, you usually have to have like a turning point or something that's trying to make the character get off of his axis. You know, in a way, that's what I was told. And uh, you know, like something that you know, because you can't just have a story with no direction. There has to have some sort of thing. And uh, so the the thing that I had was I was like, I don't know how to write like a girl because I'm not a girl. So my initial thing was, oh, he could, she can tell him that maybe that she's pregnant and that he needs to uh, grow up and, and stop playing with these games and then, you know, like go along with the whole thing. And uh, so he goes to the tournament and, you know, he's winning, you know, very effort, effortless, ever, effortlessly. There we go. I got it. Effortlessly. And uh, he, some words are hard. Anyway, <laughs> he, uh, he, um, it's very similar to Ready Player One, the main character of Ready Player One. He's very braggadocious. He's very cocky, you know. And uh, he uh, he get met, gets to the final round, and his girlfriend comes up to him and was like, "Well, clearly, you don't want to accept responsibility, you know, and like all this stuff." And then she's like, "Good luck in the next round." And then she kisses him on the cheek and then leaves, right? And so his main his main opponent is his girlfriend. That's the final boss. He has to beat his girlfriend because she's been secretly entered the contest. And uh, she ends up beating him in the contest because, wow. like, he, um, my character got so distraught because he didn't want to tell his girlfriend that he loved her, but he didn't know how to do it because, again, he's all about video games, so he's very socially awkward. So when he, when he failed at that and his girlfriend beat him, he realized that like the true prize was his girlfriend. So he he ended up he ended up like at the end of the film when she wins, she's like, Oh yeah, just kidding, I'm not pregnant. I just wanted, you know, to psych you out so that you, you know, uh, you would lose your, your focus in this game. And then the end of the line is uh he turns to her and is like, I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> That's the first one. I love that. That's great. That's great that you got to, to write that. Yes. And the, the second one, if, if, you, if you don't mind me telling you the second one. Yeah, yeah, of course. The, the second one was, um, um, it was kind of like, I was kind of being like trying to mess with the audience, you know, like trying to, in a way, rickroll the audience or script roll, as I say. Um, so it was, a, it was a horror film and it was called Dead Wrong. Nice. And, and it was about... Um, this guy, he ends up murdering his fiance, and uh, he claims that he didn't do it, you know, and, and there's like overwhelming evidence that he's done it, you know, like there's fingerprints on the blood, you know, like who else could have done it? There was no forced entry, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so I go through this whole rigmarole of him, like, you know, going to jail and the same thing's happening it's very malignant in the way you know what i mean very similar to malignant if you've seen it and uh so it turns out that the guy was actually possessed by sethoroth or as i called the long-haired gray man and sethoroth comes out at at the at, at, you know uh, when he's about to get sentenced to you know uh like life imprisonment he like opens like a portal like in the middle of, of like the courtroom, he just like pops up magically, and then he's like, um, 
this experiment of humanity has ended. And then he just casts Meteor and like destroys the whole entire world. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That's great. Yes, that was the general. And, and the teacher was like, um, because in, the, in the, that, the second movie, right? All the main characters, except for the guy who murdered people, are all women. The judge is a woman. The doctor is a woman. The, you know, like the police officers are women. There are some guys, but it's mostly women. So it's just like everyone's women. The, the, the lawyer is a woman. You know, it's like <laughs> I put Bruce Campbell in too, but because I love Bruce Campbell. But, awesome. <laughs> but I didn't call him Bruce Campbell. I called him Bruce Williams or something like that. Um, but only you know. It's exactly, exactly. And then someone came over to me and was like, Oh, is that Seth Roth? And I was like, yes, it's Seth Roth. But I can't say Seth Roth because, you know, copyright reasons. So I said long-haired gray man, a long gray-haired man. (laughs) And it's funny, you know, so out of this long conversation that I just told you, (laughs) mostly uh, one-sided, you know, like if you can, you know, take a script writing class, I'm sure you would enjoy it. I did in, in university. It's just, okay. it was, uh, you know, they taught me how to format it and all of that. But gotcha. uh, I guess at the time, I just wanted to write things that I wanted to write about. And then um, they didn't really allow me to do that in my class. It was more of like, we had to focus on different prompts that our professor gave us. Sure. And um, I just wanted to write what I wanted to write and sure, not sure. have to think about the prompts and then elaborate on that but uh, it was still a fun exercise you know and then also like especially in in university it's like all of that is subjective so if i like this story and you don't like the story then how are you going to grade me on the actual story that is formed you know what i mean exactly exactly like uh as uh, you know like i see college as just like a, a a guidebook on how to do something but you can you know you could take that format and do it your own way. Um, exactly. But uh, I remember when I, when I read this script, because again, I told you, I don't, I don't think like a woman. I'm not a woman. So I just wrote how women I think would act, you know? And uh, the, the teacher said, oh, there's a lot of women in this, this uh, movie. Good luck trying to sell it. And I was just like, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the funny thing is that like, uh, I have a problem with authority. Like, I'm not a mean person. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I generally don't like being told what to do. So when someone says something that is mean to me, I'll either fire, fire back with either a mean comment or something that's passive-aggressive, because I think it's funnier. <laughs> I mean, being passive-aggressive is funnier. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. At times, it depends. <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, yeah. the um, if you, Amanda, right, were to yeah. um, give any piece of advice, it doesn't have to be game related. It could be life. Whatever you, advice you want to share, what advice would that be to the listening audience? Oh wow! Um, hmm. I think I would say to really focus on what you love 
um, and keep working at what you love because everyone around you will eventually take notice at how strong you are um, in whatever field you're in or whatever you do love and then end up respecting your your drive and your genuine genuine connection to said thing that you love so i think you just have to really focus on who you are as a person and incorporate that in things that you love doing whether it be video games or you know making movies watching movies or writing whatever your desires i think that if you just focus in on that one thing it turns out to be something beautiful and then everyone around you can really just appreciate it as much as you do. Hmm. That's some good advice. Thank you very much for that. And hey, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so um, I know that you are not like the biggest gamer, but if you were to guess or at least, you know, educate guess if maybe, um, where do you think the, the world of entertainment is heading mostly? Do you think that it's more going towards uh, like um, a darker timeline or or do you think that there's always room for the, the classics? Um, that's a big question. Uh, I, I've studied kind of the trajectory of where streaming is headed and how that affects going to the actual theater and what makes money at the box office. I mean, we just saw this with, with Dune itself and, you know, it's struggling at the box office during a pandemic and doing numbers on HBO max and something of that capacity, which is a film that's so, um, inventive, um, epic and, sure. and, and stunning is struggling at the box office. And it's like so different from what we normally see. So it's just, really odd to see that shift in like what do people want what have we been conditioned to go pay twenty dollars to go sit in a movie theater for so that comes with like all entertainment um anything in the entertainment industry including video games like well what kind of games am i willing to pay 50 70 dollars for knowing that i'm going to get the most out of it so mm -hmm. it's more of like you look at the consumerism and how people function in buying something and then enjoying it. So you have to really look at it that way. I think that we're just slowly, we're looking at things in the industry where how important is this to me? And then that's how you're going off of like how to spend your money. And I think it is kind of like, a dark timeline of consumption because before it's more accessible and more affordable to watch everything and to play everything. And now it's like, it's very selective. I think if that makes sense. It does. So, um, I want to give you this moment to, uh, you know, hold on one second. So yes, yeah, second half. So this is another moment where you could, Talk about your social media if you want people to contact you in social media. Go right ahead and share that. Yeah, for sure. Well, th this was awesome. Thank you for having me. Um, uh, you guys can always find me over at AMX NDA Reviews 
on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my YouTube channel, Candid Cinema, and my website, CandidXCinema.com. All of my reviews are up there, my interviews, articles, and uh, some other stuff. Okay, great. Well, I um, appreciate you being a guest on my podcast. Um, I appreciate, you know, all the effort that you put into answering my questions. And uh, uh, mostly, I appreciate you. So, thank you very much for, you know, sharing your knowledge and story and opinions with the uh, good gamers out there. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. So, you heard that. It's, it's Amanda Reviews, given our 411 information, if that's still a thing. And until next time, GG.